I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 170 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Monday, everyone. What a crazy weekend in the NFL and college football it was, guys. Hope everyone had a safe, happy, healthy, prosperous weekend overall. Um, it was a great weekend on the Lombardi line. We had uh, a big Saturday and just looking at uh, kind of the, some of the plays from Saturday. I remember uh, SMU. Uh, massive, massive hit there. Re- uh, really sharp reverse line move. I saw them go from a uh, from a dog to I think plus three to like uh, even a, a favorite, a minus one at one point. Uh, it was great for dogs on Saturday. TCU was able to cover. Uh, Georgia was actually a fade the trendy dog. I uh, was able to cover Iowa State. Um, looking at a bunch of other ones across the board. Uh, just a great day overall. My guy Patrick Maher, his alma mater, South Carolina, lost by fourteen. You had a really sharp line move. Uh, about 18 down to 15 in that one. Uh, so it was a great day overall, but in college, uh, college football. And then uh, how about yesterday in the NFL, guys? Because, uh, boy, uh, we got some we got some great games to talk about. And believe it or not, we have two Monday night football games tonight. So kind of what, what we like to do here on a Monday is use every NFL week as a test case and a teachable moment and a learning example. So um, what I like to do is basically go over the board, and we'll run through each game. I'll give you the high-level trends, how do dogs do, favorites do, um, you know, road teams, home teams, overs, unders, all that. Uh, and then we'll be able to go over some games in particular. Say, man, did we, did we nail that one? 
uh, like the Carolina Panthers or uh, or do we you know catch a bad break or whatever it may be. I like the Detroit Lions. So we'll go over all that. Uh, it was a great day for teasers. A bunch of teasers came through, and uh, a lot of you guys uh, had a, pretty much every teaser. Seattle down, um, you know, combining that with the Cleveland Browns or, you know, combining that with Carolina. Um, even if you teased up Detroit, you're able to cover that one, even though they – uh, they blew it there late, so uh, great teaser opportunities this weekend. So keep those six team, uh, or sorry, those two team six point teasers coming, because uh, it was great to see overall. Uh, but let's talk about high level trends, and we'll talk about Monday Night Football. We have two games. Uh, we'll talk sharp action and where the market is looking for the Patriots and KC. That's a seven oh five game, and isn't it beautiful to have a doubleheader on Monday night? Love it. Uh, and then we will also talk um, Atlanta and Green Bay. That's an eight fifty game. So two big games, seeing a lot of line movement, obviously, with Cam Newton out. Um, we've seen a big shift in the odds for the Patriots game, uh, but I think we still have a good opportunity uh, to look at this spread uh, with a good value play on one of the two sides, and I'll tell you which one it is. Uh, but as always, guys, thank you for tuning in on a Monday, a new week. Let's get it off uh, started right here. We're now into the uh, second week in October, and uh, leaves are starting to change, starting to get a little cooler here. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's starting to feel like fall. Uh, but as always, guys, reminder, you know, at VEASAN, we have so much that we offer. And I don't think, um, you know, everyone knows exactly uh, all the great, uh, you know, robust things that we offer at VEASAN. So um, I would love for you guys to become a member. If you go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe, we have a seven-day free trial. Give it a shot. See if you like it. I know that you will. Uh, then you can do a monthly rate or buy a year and save a bunch of money. But what does that get you uh, with the subscription? Number one, it's going to get you every Point Spread Weekly magazine. Um, had some great hits, uh, Holly Holm and a bunch of UFCs, uh, you know, this Saturday night if you were sweating the bouts from my guy Gambling Lou who writes an article in Pointsford Weekly. Uh, and that digital magazine is great. I love it. comes out every Wednesday, and it'll just break down power rankings, best bets for all the major sports, NFL. Uh, Wes Reynolds does great with golf, all that included. Maddie Humans, uh, Dave Tooley, the whole crew, my guy uh, Will Hill. So you get the Pointsford Weekly magazine. You get all of our betting guides, uh, NFL, college football. You'll also get that afternoon best bet email delivered to your inbox, usually multiple times in the afternoon, getting you all the best bets from Gil Alexander and Jason Weingarten and all uh, all of our best uh, VEASAN hosts and experts. Um, so I love comparing kind of what I have to uh, what what they have. And, you know, I feel better if we overlap or, you know, if they get the opposite side, I look back and say, hey, did I miss something? What's going on here? Uh, but that's all included. You also get all exclusive content, um, our, our live odds page, all of our data, uh, all of our handicapping articles, it's all included there. So go to vison.com slash subscribe, sign up for a free trial, tell a friend. Uh, reminder, also, get on Twitter. Twitter is where the betting convo never ends. It's the best way to communicate um, with the sports betting world, the sports betting market. Get information, get breaking news, injuries. Um, you know, uh, anytime you want to follow beat reporters for local teams or local schools, uh, that's always great. You can get um, awesome information just to, um, you know, be on top of things and get a pulse of, um, you know, what's going on at, uh, you know, Kennesaw State, and you can follow the student SID director. So uh, not only, you know, to me, Twitter isn't about, you know, putting stuff out there. Like for me, I'll retweet my, the podcast and all my articles and clips on Beeson, but really it's kind of what you get out of it, um, getting information, breaking news, breaking injuries, all that. So long story short, get on Twitter. Every sports better is on Twitter. Um, and make sure you follow at VEASAN Live. That's the mothership. For VEASAN, and you can follow me at Josh underscore Insights. And as always, if you ever want to send me an email, say hello, um, introduce yourself, let me know your, your story and your, your, betting, uh, your betting journey. 
or if you just want to, um, you know, have a question, comment, um, suggestion about the pod, if you are, uh, getting out of five dimes, you need a new account and need me to recommend you, let me know. I've been helping a bunch of people with that. So it's been nice to get them up and running at a, at a book, uh, that will take care of them. So hit me up anytime. You can email me josh at vsin.com. So guys, let's talk about week four in the NFL Sunday. Um, so right off the bat, you know, one thing that jumped out to me yesterday is the fact that we were down to 12 games and typically, you know, on NFL Sunday, we have 14 games. Um, then you had the Thursday night, the Monday night, so 16 overall, but usually it's a 14 game Sunday slate. Now with the Titans and Steelers being postponed and pushed back and the Patriots chiefs to tonight, there were 12 game yesterday. So what does that mean? Anytime in my opinion, when you have a lighter than usual board, and fewer games than, than the typical amount to choose from, that's always a good sign to me for going contrarian because basically what that means is um, with fewer games to choose from, the public isn't going to spread their money across 14 games. Now it's only 12. So there's going to be much more public overlap, and each game is going to be even more heavily bet than usual. So to me, anytime I see a smaller board than usual, that's a good sign. Like today in baseball, you know, we'll talk uh, two huge uh, playoff games. You know, uh, Houston and Oakland, Yankees and Tampa Bay. Why do I love that we only have two games tonight in baseball? I wish we had more, but I like that we have two because they're both going to be very heavily bet. So you have more public action, more public bias to go against. That's what really can benefit you. So uh, if we're looking just overall uh, through trends, and I'll tell you how these, you know, uh, pretty good day for contrarian betting as well. But uh, dogs were 6-5-1 and one against the spread yesterday. Uh, you had four outright dog winners. So Panthers, Browns, Vikings, Eagles, um, they're all getting points. Panthers plus three. Browns plus three and a half rolled over the Cowboys. Uh, Vikings three and a half, love that one, late move. And Eagles plus seven and a half, that was a hazmat suit play that was uh, looked pretty damn good on Sunday Night Football. Um, you talk about uh, two other dogs that covered, the Chargers and the Giants. Um, they both lost, but were able to keep it close. The Chargers were huge because they needed the hook. That's the importance of key numbers and getting the hook, the seven and a half. They lost by seven. They're actually up in that game. Uh, the G-Men kept it close. Um, the favorites to cover, the Saints. Uh, the Bengals, the Seahawks, the Colts, and the Bills. You had the Ravens in Washington uh, push. That was on 14. But depending on when you bought, when you you know place your ticket on that game, you might have actually covered early with the Ravens or with the 14 and a half covered with Washington. Um, we'll go through each game individually because I think there are teachable moments here. But one thing that was crazy to me yesterday: road teams in the NFL uh, went nine two and one ATS. So that's crazy. Um, road teams now just throughout this season are covering at about a 55% rate, uh, 56% clip this season, which is just unheard of. To me, this is important, and this is something that I think will probably sustain throughout the season. Um, the fact that really home field advantage is limited, and it's not what it used to be. Why? Pretty obvious. No fans in the stands or limited fans in the stands. Um, so as a result, uh, these road teams are covering at a ridiculous rate overall. The other thing I like to look at, I have a system where I look at if a line either stays the same or moves toward the road team. That's been really, really sharp as well. That's about 60% cover rate um, just in general because that has that kind of um, go against that lack of home field advantage. And if you have a line move, line moves are driven by sharp money. So you're on the road, you're undervalued to begin with, no fans, and the line's moving in your direction. Good sign there that you probably had sharp action in your favor. Uh, the overs are crazy, guys. The overs had another profitable lay. I can't believe it. 6 4 and 2. And two of those pushes, depending on what number you got, you might have actually won a couple of those or lost, depending what number you got. Um, but despite odds makers really shading these totals to the over, they continue to go over. So, again, you're playing a tightrope here. 
If you continue to bet every over, you may have a couple more profitable weeks, but we're seeing these lines go up, 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 up. So odds makers public continues to cash these overs. And again, um, I was talking to Michael Lombardi. I think a big reason for a lot of these overs hitting are penalties are down. Um, there are about one and a half penalties, uh, fewer penal- penalties called per game. So, um, you know, to me, that's, you know, holding. Holding's a huge one. 10-yard penalty, holding. You bring them back 10 yards. That kills drives. So without these holding calls, you know, you're not getting pushed back, and you're, it's leading to more scoring. Um, so I think that's important as we as we move throughout this season here. Um, but, again, I still think regression's coming because, you know, the overs keep cashing. And so even last week we saw how I think there were like, I want to say five, six games where the total was in the 50s, mid-50s to high 50s. You usually see one or two games in the 50s for a total. Now you're seeing almost half the board, if not more. So it's definitely going to lead to a lot of inflated totals. And, again, I'm waiting for these unders to hit. But tip your cap once again to the public because these uh, these overs continue to cash um, in general. Now let's run through each game because I think it's important important to uh, you know to kind of go back and see if we missed anything or make sure games that we hit. Um, to make sure that we, we realize why it was a good bet and make sure we don't miss it when it happens again. So Arizona-Carolina, great hit for Carolina. Uh, one of the best bets of the day. Uh, cashed a great Carolina ticket. Remember we talked about on the pod, Arizona, this was your most lopsided game where one of them incredibly heavily bet. Arizona was getting 8 out of 10 bets, but they opened minus 4.5, minus 4, got all the way down to 3. So that was super contrarian reverse line move. Public's on Arizona. Everyone's on Arizona. You line up to Carolina. Carolina won by 10. Great hit there uh, for Carolina. Uh, Baltimore, Washington. That was technically a push, uh, but that was a huge public play to Baltimore. And again, if you liked Washington, that line opened at 12. It got to 14 and a half. So if it, in, when you're in a really gross play like that, okay, you want to bet Baltimore early. If you got, you know, minus 12, 12 and a half, 13, 13 and a half, you covered. But when it was at 14 and a half, I was on Lombardi line yesterday. I said, hey, you, you want that? Grab the hook because it's going to come back down. That would have covered with Washington. That was technically a push. G-Men, huge cover for contrarian betters. If anyone had the balls to take the Giants, uh, Rams opened. That was a huge move. They opened like minus 9, minus 10, got all the way up to minus 13 and a half. And uh, the G-Men kept it close, only got a quarter of bets, and um, actually only lost by 8. So great cover by the G-Men. Cleveland, Dallas, Cleveland. I'll put Cleveland right up there with Carolina, one of my best hits this weekend. Uh, we covered that. Uh, we, we nailed that Cleveland game, guys. That was fantastic. Dallas opened minus five at home. Line got all the way down to three and a half. Some books even got to three. So super sharp reverse line move. Three out of four bets. Dallas, he hit line move to Cleveland. Great hit there uh, with the Brownies. Um, this one let me down. Miami, I love Miami here. Um, I guess betting against Russell Wilson is just a dumb idea. I guess just make it that simple. But um, I loved everything about Miami. You know, Seattle opened at minus seven. They got all the way down to five and a half, five. I even saw four and a half. And uh, Miami, Miami ended up losing by eight. So that one annoyed me. That was really sharp to Miami. I would make that play 10 times out of 10. Uh, we'll just tip our cap to Russell Wilson there. But public got us on that one with Seattle. Um, but we did include them in a lot of teasers. So uh, hopefully if you cashed a couple of those, you included it. Um, the Chargers in Tampa Bay, that one was a heck of a sweat. Uh, I got the Chargers plus seven and a half. And they were pretty much seven, seven and a half the whole time, but that was a dog low total on the road. And they were up big. They should have, it should not have come down to, and I hope people didn't get the seven and push that one or, you know, no way you got six and a half. I don't think it was ever six and a half really. Uh, but hopefully you were able to cover there with the hook, the importance of getting the hook. Uh, great cover there with uh, the Chargers losing by seven. This one let me down. New Orleans, Detroit. I'll put Detroit in the bucket of um, Miami. Those, that was another one that I loved. 
uh, where Detroit was sharp as attack. You saw New Orleans are up minus four, minus five, got all the way down to minus three. Everyone was out, and yet they ended up winning by, by six there. But if you teased up Detroit, you were able to cover. Um, Buffalo and Vegas, uh, I was on Vegas there getting three. It really worried me that some books were going to three and a half. That was uh, Chuck, you know, tip your cap to the public. Public got us on that one, or at least got me. I like Vegas as contrarian dog at home, off a loss versus buying, uh, you know, buying low versus uh, selling high on Buffalo, who looks great. Two-thirds of bets on Buffalo, they won by seven. So you tip your cap on that one. I think a teachable moment there would be anytime a, a, a team opens, you know, minus two and a half, around three, you want the juice to be on basically the plus three. Um, looking like it's going to go back to two and a half. The thing that worried me about Buffalo, again, I still think Vegas, you know, as a home dog like that on the key number was the value play. But what worried me about Buffalo, and same thing with the Colts, is that it was the minus three juiced up to minus 115, minus 120 on Buffalo. So that kind of told you that even though it's the key number, um, they're still showing liability Buffalo. So, you know, take that moving forward. Um, but, but again, public got the sharps on, uh, on Buffalo. On uh, Minnesota, great Minnesota hit. Anyone take the Vikings? I love that Vikings play. Uh, that was a really sharp move. And Houston was at home, open minus four. Um, some books even got to four and a half. Then it came back down three and a half, even to three at some shops. And that was another liability where any three and a halfs were actually plus three and a half, like minus 120 to Minnesota. So line move, contrarian, road dog. Um, great hit there with Minnesota winning outright. Uh, couldn't get Jacksonville Cincy. Um, I, I like Jacksonville in that one. That was a really sharp line move. Since he opened like minus three, got all the way down to one and a half, even one at some shops. So really sharp move to Jacksonville. Uh, since he was the public play, I think Jacksonville was guaranteed the sharp play. I think the plus three is what you really wanted. Um, but you tip your cap to that one too, because, um, you know, that, that was Cincy to me. The only thing that worried me about Cincy is, and we saw this happen actually with Buffalo uh, against the Rams last week. Anytime you see that big line drop where a favorite goes from like minus three to like minus one, minus one and a half, it's clear the sharp action's on the road dog, but you always wonder, is it now valuable to buy low on that favorite? Because, you know, odds makers are saying they should win by three. Now there's now you're getting a one and a half. You're getting a better number than what the line opened at. So you could kind of make a case for that. Uh, buddy of mine was like, I'm buying low on Cincy at home after that move. And I'm like, eh, well, Jacksonville's sharp. Why did it move? It moved because pro money hit the Jags. Um, but again, that was a, that was a Cincy public player able to cover that one. Uh, loved getting Philly late night, the Philly special baby. Uh, that to me was just a, a, a you know, a, an obvious Philly or nothing play. It's easy to say now cause they won the game outright, but that was kind of a 50, 50 game. A lot of time, most of the week was actually San Fran as a big public play. And what I really liked about Philly is, um, we saw that line for San Fran, you know, it was around six, seven, got all the way up to eight and a half, even hit nine. And once it hit nine, then you saw a massive late move. And again, remember these late moves, guys, when they come in, because that was up to nine at one point um, Saturday afternoon. And then it tumbled nine down to uh, minus eight and a half, minus eight, minus seven and a half. It went all the way down to seven and a half. And a lot of these books, the plus seven and a half was like minus 120 with Philly. So that was a, uh, a good example of buy low, sell high. Philly had looked awful. They're winless. Uh, we're now making a thing, hashtag uh, hazmat play, hazmat suit. That's like when you bet a game that looks so gross, uh, but you know it has value. That was kind of like Philly last night. So they're able to win outright 25-20. So um, to me, the teachable moment is uh, a gross play with late line movement 
And uh, that would also be kind of a road dog, bit of a low total there. It's around 44. Uh, the crazy thing is like 45 and a half, 45, 44 and a half, depending on where you're where you're at. Landed right on 45. And Philly went for a two-point conversion there, which ended up being a uh, ballsy play, but got to give Peterson um, credit there. They hit that and was uh, uh, kind of paced them throughout the game. Um, but that was also kind of Philly contrarian heavily back game spot, Sunday Night Football. So nice hit for those uh, those always sunny Phillies, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And then Indy and Chicago. Uh, this one I kind of was kicking myself with too. I put uh, Chicago in the boat with uh, with the Raiders. That was the same exact play where Indy opens two and a half, gets up to three. Liability was up even three and a half. When I saw the three go to three and a half, anytime you see the odds makers move it, Pass the key number and then hang out and then hand out the hook, but then don't immediately bring it back. Like if you saw the Colts two and a half to three, up to three and a half, and then immediately back down to three, that would tell you Sharps grabbed the hook and brought it back down. The fact that the oddsmakers were hanging out the hook, saying, Come and get it, come and get it, Chicago backers, that's what ended up worrying me. Um, I was on Chicago in that spot. Um, that was a dog, really low total. Luckily, I was able to get the under in that one. That was a classic under, 44 and a half, down to 40. Two and a half, 43, uh, windy game outdoors at Soldier Field. But that just kept worrying me, like, why is the hook out there with Chicago with the book saying, come and get it? Um, so I guess the teachable moment there would be uh, same same sort of thing that we learned from that Buffalo game where uh, if it's at three, you want it to come stay, stay where it's at or come back down to two and a half. If it's creeping up further to three and a half, that tells you some liability uh, still remains on that favorite there. Uh, but overall, guys, uh, good day in the NFL. Love seeing these dogs bark. Uh, some great hits across the board with uh, Carolina, uh, Cleveland, um, you know, a couple of these just in general, Minnesota, Philly. Uh, so we're going to keep grinding like we always do. Uh, and then uh, we're going to take a short break, guys. When we get back, guess what? We got a doubleheader, Monday Night Football. Can you believe it? Two games, 705, Patriots, Chiefs, uh, 850, Atlanta, Green Bay. A big, big night ahead. So let's uh, let's finish up week four with a bang and keep it grinding here. Um, but we'll be right back after we take a very short break. So stick with us and we'll break down the sharp action. Where's the smart money? Where's the public? Uh, where's the line moving for these two Monday Night Football games? Stay with us and we'll talk about it all on the Monday edition of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your host, Josh Applebaum. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us. And I hope uh, hope all my Office Space fans, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Case of the Mondays. Hope no one's got a Case of the Mondays because it's a pretty good weekend in college uh, and, and the NFL. Uh, also got to give a shout out to anyone who uh, was able to bet the Miami Heat last night. I know we're all football all the time here, but the Miami Heat um, were able to win outright. I didn't, I didn't expect anyone to take, uh, to take the money line there, but a really sharp play on the spread because that game opened uh, 10 um, got down to nine and a half, then down to nine. So even though you had big majority on Lakers, line was moving to heat, um, and that was a that was a great hit early. The other thing is uh, the total was crazy. That got steamed up, opened two eighteen and a half, got up to two twenty, landed two nineteen. So that kind of tells you, you know, you got to jump on those uh, those overs early before they move. But a great hit uh, by the Heat, um, get back in the series two to one. And remember, public Lakers open minus ten, got down nine and a half to nine, boom, contrarian reverse line move heat. So uh, it's good that we won't have a sweep. We'll have more games to bet on uh, in the NBA Finals here. Uh, but let's talk about Monday Night Football. So Patriots and Kansas City. This one was crazy, guys, because um, we've seen everything change. We didn't expect this Monday Night Football game. It's all taking place because Cam Newton, Patriots, tested positive uh, for COVID-19. So they rescheduled the game. They're flying out there today. Um, and we have uh, two Monday Night Football games to bet on. So I'm okay with that. So the Patriots, 2-1 and one straight up, 2-1 and one against the spread. Uh, had that, uh, you know, funny thing in Boston. People were saying when they lost to Seattle, it was a good loss. They showed that they, you know, battled and, and fought and, uh, you know, kind of kept it close there. But they bounced back. Pats, 36-20 win over the Raiders last week, easily covered as a seven-point home favorite. Um, now they're going to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs, undefeated Chiefs, 3-0 and straight up, 2-1 and one against the spread. They just went to Baltimore. Remember that Monday night game? I was on Baltimore. I was afraid of the trendy dog sharp, and of course, uh, Mahomes made me look like an idiot. But they waxed the Ravens 34-20 as a three-and-a-half-point dog in that one. 
Um, this one's crazy because it opened originally with uh, the Patriots around a seven and a half, seven point favorite. And it was one of my favorite bets all week where the Patriots, you know, public loading up on KC and Mahomes. Yet we saw that seven and a half down to seven, even got, uh, looked like it would go to six and a half at some shops. And then what happened? Cam Newton out, Brian Hoyer in. So I'm, I'm, a, pa- I'm a Patriots fan. Uh, Brian Hoyer, come on. I hope, I hope he plays well tonight. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game. But once that happened, everything changed. Game went off the board. And this line reopened at Chiefs. Uh, I saw a minus 11 and a half. Minus 11 and a half, minus 11. That was really your new opener. And it's, you know, much of the same here, guys. So everybody's betting Casey at home. Uh, seven out of 10 bets, three out of four bets. Everyone's back in the, the Chiefs here. And without Cam Newton, they're saying Brian Hoyer, man, we'll blow doors and crush Brian Hoyer. Um, I'm not going to lay this number because I actually am going to take a shot with the Patriots. Not because I'm a Patriots fan, but because I saw some sharp action. When this game reopened at minus 11 and a half, minus 11, uh, it got down to 10 and a half. So we're seeing this lum- this number move toward New England, even though majority of bets, heavy majority, on a Monday night primetime game, 7 o'clock game, um, on KC. Yet it's coming back the other way with New England. To me, the next key number is what happens with this 10.5. Do you see this go back up to 11? In which case, okay, maybe KC you know, blows doors here. Or do we see that 10.5 evaporate and come back down to 10? That really is key because I like the Patriots because they're super contrarian in a primetime game. They're only getting you know one-third of bets. And... That opening move, you know, that 11.5-11 down to 10.5, that tells me that you had some sharp action hit New England. So that would be a sharp reverse line move coming in their direction. Uh, so I'm taking a shot on the Patriots. Um, I still think 10.5, you have value, lose by 10, cover with the hook. That could really be key. But if you want to wait this one out, I totally get it. I would just, you know, you're walking a tightrope here because, uh, number one, you want to look out for late moves, see which direction they come in. But you don't want to wait too late and miss the hook with the 10.5. So to me, it's... It's Patriots or nothing, and I'm a you know philosophy of buy on bad news like Cam and COVID and the pay and the Patriots and Brian Hoyer sell on good news in that KC um, situation there. So uh, I'm going I'm going New England, and I actually see one book here the ten and a half with the Patriots juiced up a little bit minus one fifteen. So maybe it does fall. Uh, I'm not seeing too much with the total. Um, I did see it fall a little bit. It was fifty four with Cam, and then it reopened at at 49 and now it's down to 48 and a half so a little bit there to the under maybe a lower scoring game with Hoyer here um, but I'm going Patriots I also like the advantage of um, Patriots had one more week Casey's on a short week although now it's Monday it's you know not a huge difference uh, but really Belichick as a big favorite that's another thing I'm putting into this game uh, Belichick has only been a dog of seven or more twice and covered both spots one was with Jimmy G the other one might have been the castle year I don't remember um, but Definitely the last one is when Jimmy G made his debut against the Cardinals in game one when Brady was uh, deflate gate suspended. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking big points with Belichick, and I'm, I'm hoping you know Hoyer keeps it close uh, and taking the 10.5 there. So give me the Pats 10.5. Uh, Atlanta and Green Bay. What can we say about the Atlanta Falcons? Oh, my God. If, if anyone's listening in Georgia, I hope we have some listeners in Georgia. But, uh, man, my condolences if you're a Falcons fan. 0-3 straight up, 1-2 ATS. And it's not just that they're 0-3 straight up. They've choked away two disgusting, awful losses against, um, you know, they had it in their hands. And I don't know why they didn't jump on that onside kick, but blew it against the Cowboys, blew it against the Bears. Packers, on the other hand, look great. Undefeated, just beat the Saints 37-30 as a three-point dog on Sunday Night Football. 
Um, this was an interesting game to me. This is this is a sharp play to Atlanta, guys. Believe it or not, everybody's betting Green Bay. This is your 8:50 game. The, the good thing about tonight, New England and Atlanta are both super contrarian. Public is all over KC and Green Bay. So three out of four bets on Green Bay. But yet, you know, depending on where you're looking, this game open uh, minus five and a half, minus six, some six and a halfs even toward Green Bay. But basically, what you need to know, the sign got up to seven and a half. And once it got to seven and a half, over about the last 24 hours or so, there's been a steady stream of Atlanta Falcons money. Seven and a half down to seven, down to six and a half. Now the line is down to six, guys. This line is moving towards Atlanta. I know they're awful. I know they're they they blow leads like we've no you know, never uh, we've never seen before. How do you how do you back a team like this? How do you back a team that is just uh, the ultimate choke artist? This is a hazmat suit play for me on Atlanta. Uh, seven and a half down to six lines moving towards Atlanta. Ideally, you wanted Atlanta seven and a half or seven. So we'll see maybe if you know any buyback coming here. Um, but to me, this is a very sharp play toward the Falcons and the points. I'm going Falcons and points or no play here. Um, one thing I did like looking at the referees, uh, Carl Cheffers is a pretty good road ref. He's about 54%. Um, the total to me is a kind of a sharp under. I know it's, uh, I know backing these unders is like, you know, <laughs> that taxes and waterboarding and getting tortured, sweating unders here with so many overs hitting, but it opened at highest on the board, 58, 58 and a half. It's down to 56 and a half. So, uh, maybe, you know, if you, can you shop around, get a 57, um, it's very windy, Lambeau Field tonight. It's going to be 50 degrees, not cold, but uh, about 15 to 20 mile an hour winds. So very windy spot here where the total is falling. It looks like a pretty sharp under there, Green Bay and Atlanta. And again, that's a hazmat suit play. I also have a system where looking at big line moves of either a, a point and a half or more, it's about 54% historically. Um, so this would be, and also a road move we talked about earlier, a road team with a line moving in their favor. Uh, technically New England would fit now too. Um, 63% so far this year. Also have a system, week four, take 0-3 teams, 60% around the past decade or so. So hold your nose, but uh, that's an a, that's an ATL play for me uh, with the Pats. Uh, keep on grinding. And I will tell you, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to uh, tease down KC and tease down Green Bay. Um, so just, you know, get Green Bay down to a, a pick them and get KC down to, what, minus four and a half. Um, I can tell you that's going to be a popular one tonight. Now let's talk Major League Baseball. Uh, wrap up the pod here. Um, I love that we have baseball back, and uh, we have two games today. So Houston and Oakland, a lot of bad blood uh, between these two. Yeah, this is going to be played at Dodger Stadium. Remember, we're best of five now uh, with the ALDS, NLDS. Uh, and then we have Yankees, Tampa Bay, another best of five that we played in San Diego. Uh, Houston and Oakland. Uh, Houston is a plus 110 dog to win this series at BetMGM. Oakland's a minus 130 favorite. So Oakland is about a 57% implied probability. Uh, Yankees are a minus 145 favorite to beat Tampa Bay. That's a 59% implied probability. Tampa Bay plus 120 to win this series. So what are you looking at for game one? Uh, Houston, Oakland, this is McCullers against Bassett. Again, a lot of bad blood between these two. I'm excited to watch this series. Uh, I'm seeing a little bit of value on Houston here today, guys. This line, um, pretty much open, depending on where you're looking around, minus 130. Minus 135, I'm even seeing some minus 140s to Oakland. And you have a slight majority of bets on Oakland, yet line is moving toward Houston. So Houston is a road dog. I've seen some sharp action hit Houston. A lot of these books that were minus 140, Oakland are now down to minus 135. So you've seen, um, you know, Houston go from like plus 130 down to plus 125. So line's moving toward Houston. Houston would also be 
uh, playoff road dog, short dog, uh, and also a playoff short road dog with a high total. So we're seeing that eight and a half here, um, which again, uh, in the playoffs, that uh, road dog. And also this would be a divisional dog high total. And we go back to our regular season systems. So to me, this is uh, this is Oakland here. Um, or sorry, this is Houston. Road dog, line move in their favor, uh, getting plus money, obviously, um, and a road division dog high total type spot. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking a shot here on Houston. You've also seen, uh, obviously, uh, McCullers, you know, throw the ball great this year. I think that might be an advantage. And Houston, to me, the hate on Houston, I hate them. They cheated. I hate cheaters. Um, but also, you may be able to kind of buy low on that because I think that's kind of something that um, the public is so against that actually backing them, you may have, uh, you know, a little bit a little bit more value. I did see a little bit on the under. Public's all over the over, about two-thirds of bets. Um, but a lot of these books were eight and a half. Some were down to eight, back up to eight and a half. Pretty much the eight and a half to me under has a lot of liability. The under eight and a half is uh, around minus 115 at a lot of shops. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Yankees and Tampa Bay. So looking at the dog with Houston game one, um, I'm looking at the favorite with the Yankees here game two. To me, this is a fade the trendy dog, uh, sharp reverse line move with a contrarian favorite. So if you want to bet Tampa Bay, I totally get it. You know, we took we bet on Tampa Bay quite a few times when they go into Yankee Stadium. And uh, I remember, you know, one of our biggest hits on the pod this summer was uh, Tampa Bay, like, what, plus 169 when they went in. And I think it was Glass now against Cole. So if you want to get Tampa in the in the plus money, I don't blame you whatsoever. This game will be played in San Diego, not Yankee Stadium. But I'm seeing a sharp play here to the Yankees, guys. The public is on Tampa Bay, the, the trendy the trendy dog here. But yet the Yankees opened around minus 140, and they're up. There are even some minus 135s. They're up to minus 145. So the line is moving to the Yankees, even though the public is on Tampa. So this tells me this is a fade the trendy dog type play, uh, where the line is moving further toward the favorite, even though the dog is getting majority of bets. And I have seen the Yankees get hit across the board. A uh, couple different sharp reverse and steam moves. Uh, I haven't seen any moves come in on Tampa Bay. You can tell, if you like Tampa Bay, you know, plus money. Okay, I totally get it. But Cole against Snell in this one, um, and the Lions moving toward Yankees, even though Public's on Tampa. So I'm going Yankees. Uh, I also like this is a low total game, the total of seven. And uh, this would be a favorite low total. You know, with Houston correlative betting, you want a dog with a high total, more expected run scored, uh, more upset opportunities and variance. With the Yankees, you want a favorite with a low total because fewer amount of expected runs scored makes it more likely that's going to come from the better team, the favorite team, which would be the Yankees. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at Yankees, and I'm looking at Houston here, um, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. But I'm excited at baseball. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. We have four games, uh, another Houston-Oakland, another Yankee-Tampa, but then we got Miami and Atlanta and San Diego and the Dodgers. Can't wait to get that series started. Uh, we also have tomorrow uh, the Lakers and the Heat. Excited about that one. Um, that line open, Lakers minus 7.5. Really haven't seen any movement here. I want to see if maybe that falls down. Um, does that get down to 7? I'm looking at the Heat possibly with the points in that one. Um, and we're just going to keep grinding, guys. So let's get after it. Big night ahead, everyone. Thank you uh, for tuning into the Lombardi line this weekend. Uh, remember, Saturday, Sundays, that's really uh, the busiest, craziest, most fun days of the week for being a sports better. Getting right into college and NFL. 10 a.m. to noon, so make sure you tune in if you haven't. If you have, thank you for the support. We're on Marquee in Chicago and Nesson in New England. Um, but let's get a week started off right here, guys. Big Monday. Uh, let's keep grinding like we always do. Remember, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy the way we talk about games, breakdown games, walk through line movements, and 
uh, how and why to go contrarian and being on the side of the house and betting against the public and um, identifying sharp action and being with the smart money and bankroll management and uh, shopping for the best number, everything, all that, uh, tips and strategies for all the major sports. If you ever want more information, you're in a newly legalized state or you have a friend who needs some help, um, tell them, uh, either you or them, doesn't matter, but buy my book. It's called The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's got everything that I've learned in the industry working here for uh, over a decade now at this point. So if you wanted to buy it, I recommend it um, to a, a friend or family member or coworker or anybody. Uh, that would mean a lot to me, guys, so thank you. Uh, but that's about it. Good luck today, everyone. Stay sharp. Stay contrarian. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Shop around. Uh, always get the best number. Have multiple outs. Uh, and always bet with your head and not your heart. Uh, that's something we always come back to. So when I see you at Twin River in uh, in Rhode Island or the Brook in New Hampshire or the Borgata in AC or Circa or South Point in Vegas, you're going to show me that sharp contrarian ticket. You're going to show me that uh, that beautiful Carolina Panthers or Cleveland Browns or Minnesota Vikings ticket. And, uh, and guess what? First beer's on me. Good luck. Have a great day, guys, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.